Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hey, everyone. It's Scott from Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast and the Zamboni Time Machine. If you want to create your own podcast, the best option to make that happen is Anchor. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, hockey fans, and welcome to episode number 65 of Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast, recording here on February 23rd, 2022. I'm Scott Kinville. So I want you to make sure you're buckling your seatbelts. This is going to be a good one. Before I bring our guest in, though, I'm going to bring in our co-host, the, the, the man who is just the macho one himself. He is the, you know, he's just become the straw that stirs the drink around here. You know, the mouth of the South, the Macho Dom, whatever you want to call him. It's Macho Dom, Dom Real. The mouth of the South, superstar Billy Graham. Wake up early, work out for five hours, run 19 miles a day, swim across the Atlantic Ocean. Unbelievable condition. The man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour. Scott and Scott, what's going on, guys? How's it going, listeners at home? Shoot us a like, share the show, tell your friends all that fun stuff we're cooking, rising up the charts every week. It's tremendous. We got merch coming. You want a shirt? Let me know. And this week, tomorrow at the Adirondack Bank Center, I am being enlisted into an army. Scott, do you know what army that is, Scott? I do believe it's the Balls Army. Balls out. Balls Army. Shout out to those guys. Give them a follow on Twitter. Give me a follow on Twitter, folks. Tag right here at Real Talk. And Scott, would you shoot it over to our guest? Because we got a good one today. Absolutely. And before we do that, I do want to let everybody know we are going to have the Balls Army guys on this show on February 15th. So we got that to look forward to. But for the here and now, we have got an awesome guest lined up. You know, our Utica Comets, uh, that's our local team here, are playing the Laval Rocket this week. They're playing them twice, Wednesday and Friday. The Laval Rocket are, of course, the AHL team of the Montreal Canadiens. So we felt it was apropos to bring this guy in. He is the co-host of the Lockdown Canadiens podcast. He is also a contributor to Habs on, or HabsOnThePrize.com. He is the one, he is the only, Mr. Scott Matlock. What's going on? Well, thank you very much for having me on, guys. You know, I'm always down to talk AHL, NHL. If you can call what the Canadians are doing this season oh. hockey, but <laughs> I, am always, I am always down to uh, 
to have a good time and be on the show. So thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We, we, we appreciate you taking the time to come on because this is going to be a lot of fun. So, Well, for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's start your misery off right off the get-go. How's that? So the Montreal Canadiens, what has gone wrong this season? <laughs> How long do we have? Um my first thought, it would be easier to say what's gone right in which uh, Nick Suzuki hasn't gotten injured, and that's probably about it this season. Uh, uh, you better knock on some wood. <laughs> believe me, I do it every single day. We see somehow the only Canadians player who has dodged COVID or being injured. It's actually stunning at this point. Uh, the team has been so beat up by injuries, COVID sweeping through the team. Everything that could possibly have gone wrong for this team has just happened. Goalies injured. Goalies making saves and then getting injured. Good players going on a hot streak, getting injured. Players going on a hot streak, getting COVID. GM got fired. The coaching staff, it isn't working out. Everything that just could possibly go wrong with this team has. They're bad. Do not do not mistake that. They're not a good team this year. Are they eight wins bad? I don't think so. And I do think they're obviously going to improve on that going into next year. But right now, it, it's not great there. It's very hard to find the silver lining that you would want to find in a season like this. Uh, but Shane Wright does look like a really fun uh, light at the end of this uh, very long tunnel so far. Yeah. I tell you, if you can, uh, if you can hang on for 2023, there's a couple of uh, hot shots coming through there too. Uh, but you're right. You're, you're right. I mean, it's just been like a, just a, a string of bad luck really for the Canadians. I mean, Again, like you said, anything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. And, you know, it's funny. We kind of talk about it sometimes. It almost seems like going to the Stanley Cup final was almost like a curse for them. It They they really uh, curled the monkey's paw on this one. Is that we want to go to the Stanley Cup final, and it went, okay, you're going to lose your starting goaltender, your team captain, you're going to win eight games, and everything's going to go to hell right afterwards. And it was almost right afterwards because then the draft and free agency and everything happened and everything went from being the highest of highs to they might not repeat, but they should be a playoff team right down into the absolute lowest of lows. And I wouldn't trade it. Stanley Cup fun, that Stanley Cup run is the most fun I've had watching hockey in a long, long time. It was unexpected. We beat you know, our big, one of our biggest rivals in the first round of the playoffs. Awesome. Stunned Vegas, swept the Jets, and, and, they, and they lost to Tampa. So what? Everybody loses to Tampa yeah. these days. So it, it, it's tough, but at the same time, I look at it and go, what, what does it matter? You made the Stanley Cup <clears throat> final. Whether you went to or not, you were there, and not a whole lot of right. teams can say that. Yeah, you you. Were, I remember having you on the show that week too, and it was one of the week. I was, I think it was a couple of days before the, the series even started, and the mood you were in that day in comparison to today when you signed on is unbelievable. <laughs> like you were so happy. We were having. I can't believe as a New York Rangers fan, growing up a Rangers fan my entire life, how hard I was pulling for Montreal in that series. It, it, it's <laughs> how could you not? Like you have yeah. Tampa. It's like they're the juggernaut. They're supposed to be here. Right. Montreal's not, and they're doing it on the back of Carey Price and Shea Weber on like half a foot. How yeah, you you're not for Shea Weber, which is still bigger than the average human being. <laughs> exactly, like he's still a tree trunk on skates. Like, how do yeah. you not be romantic about this oh, team yeah. that shouldn't be here 
having a chance to do it anyways. Hey, like, you know what? We we talked about this, I think, a week or two ago too, Scott, but I want to bring it up to you since you're here. The, the part of it that was the most insane to me was not the, the fact that we were managing to get this, this to happen in a pandemic, was not the fact that Montreal was in the Stanley Cup, was not the fact that Tampa may have repeated. It was the fact that Patrick Waugh was inside the building in Montreal. I could not believe with my eyes seeing that, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was incredible. It was the same week they released, I believe it was McDonald's commercials that had him and Mario Tremblay in a commercial. They aired that, and then Montreal then immediately started to come back against Toronto, and they right. swept the Jets and beat Vegas, and we're like, did we just end a curse of some kind? Like, they buried the hatchet, right? and right. now we're, we're free? <laughs> Apparently not. Now it's just back and worse than ever, but... <laughs> right, like, yeah, something was- weird happened. <laughs> absolutely wild no it was fun either way it was fun to watch but alas things are the way they are this year <laughs> yeah and well you know you hit the nail on the head too without carrie price and, and shea weber who were just so huge and them getting to that final you know i guess the only place you can go is down really it, it no go ahead no, sorry that's, i'm sorry no i mean you had uh, like cole caulfield was playing out of his mind in that playoff run and everybody love him here in utica <laughs> But he was playing out of his mind and going into this season, everybody's like, oh, he's pegged automatically to be like a 30-35 goal scorer. And it's not as though Montreal is without talent. I mean, they got talent on that team. You know, you've got your Tyler Toffoli's. Josh Anderson, to me, is one of the most underrated players in the league, you know, when he can stay healthy. And it's just, you know, a, a sequence of bad events. But you did recently hire a new GM. And Kent Hughes, and it was kind of, um, you know, caught a lot of people off guard. He's a former player agent. So, actually, that could really work out for the better for the for the Habs with having Gorton in the front office and then having Kent Hughes in the GM's chair. What do you think about that? I, I thought the hiring of Gorton was the first really smart step. He did a really good job with the Rangers rebuild before James Dolan got involved, which any <laughs> New York fan knows is not a good well, thing. I, I, yeah, uh <laughs> He, he I, I look at what he did uh, drafting in Boston where he brought in Patrice Bergeron. He brought in Brad Marchand. He he traded – I think he was the guy who traded for Tuka Rask or was there when they did that. He has, a, he has a history of being able to fix these things, and he got the Rangers kind of where they're at now, and then Chris Jury is doing whatever he's doing with that, and I'll leave that to Rangers fans to discuss. <laughs> and then <laughs> Kent Hughes being a player agent, he knows how this works. He knows how it's a business. Mark Bergevin – tended to take things very personally and that impacted some of his decision-making Hughes as a player agent knows this is a business. It, if, you know, the agent's kind of giving you some flack or this or that, it's not a personal thing. That's how it operates. And you got to play the game. Mark Bergman played the game on his rules only. It's, it, it looks a lot more like they're trying to enter a new era that it's not a former player. It's not someone who's been here and done this before. Hiring player agents isn't a bad thing. The Canucks did the same thing with their assistant GM hire. I think um, Emily Castonghi is an incredible hire for them, like Hughes is for Montreal. Sure. And I think there's a lot to build off of there. And I'm hoping that with his knowledge of negotiation and the inroads he's made, it makes him a little bit easier to negotiate with instead of taking a hard stance and this is it and this is that. He knows how to play the little games of things that are in between there and him with Gordon. I'm really excited to see how uh, that all works out in the end. 
Yeah, I th- actually, I think that's going to be a very interesting dynamic there. And, and you're right. Bringing Gorton in was the smart move. I mean, I know he took a lot of flack towards the end of New York there. But, I mean, Dom, I'm sure you can agree that, you know, if it wasn't for Jeff Gorton making some of the moves that he did, the Rangers are not in the position they are right now. No. The, the only reason why – I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but or at least I don't even know if I was on the show. The only reason why Jeff Gordon is no longer with the, the New York Rangers organization is because – James Dolan put out that stupid, oh, idiotic God. quote condemning the league and the player, Department of Player Safety and all that. And it's not even that. It's the fact that Gorton tried to save face and was telling people that, oh, it's not it's not me, not me and Davidson. It's, you know, it, it's the team. And that's the only reason why he got fired. The only yeah. reason. Well, it's true. It's absolutely true. Otherwise, he'd still be there. And no, no disrespect to Chris Jury, but... We're in this position where we need a wartime consigliere anyway, and I don't know if Drury's the guy. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, that's for another day. I, it's the All-Star break. I don't, I'm not stressed. I, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Uh, by the way, I just want to let everybody know, I just switched over microphones. I was just sent a text message saying that uh, you could barely hear me on the YouTube feed. So uh, thank you for uh, letting me know. That'd be my wife who was listening, by the way. And uh, <laughs> she's like, he can, bar- he can barely hear you. I'm like, oh. Well, whoops. <laughs> I'm trying something new here, and I thought I had it fixed, and apparently not. But anyways, that not, that notwithstanding, uh, you know, we got the, the NHL trade deadline coming up. And uh, I have to say that, you know, it's most likely the Habs will be sellers at this yes. point. Let's, I don't, know. I don't see right. them uh, I don't see them making any buying moves. Let's put it I don't know. Way. We got a chance, baby. I think we can win the final 36 <laughs> games in a row. We got this. I believe hey, that I, I, the Blues did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We need a starting NHL goalie for that first. But that's... Okay, you're right. you know what? <laughs> that's a very valid – that's an incredibly valid point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run some names by you, and I want you to give me the percentage, uh, the likelihood that they're going to get traded. All right? Let's play a little, little game here. Uh, we'll start off with Ben Chirac. 100%. He's expiring – one, he's an expiring UFA, playoff experience. He's big, tough, and teams always overpay for that at the deadline. It's almost a guarantee that he's one foot out the door at this point. <laughs> well, that answers that. <laughs> All right. How about uh, we mentioned him earlier, Tyler Toffoli? I think the package for that has to be you, you like you're talking multiple first round or top end prospects to Foley since he's come back has been on fire with Nick Suzuki. They work really well together, loves the city, loves the team. And I don't think uh, Kent Hughes is looking to ship out a guy who's got two more years, really cost effective contract, well liked by his teammates, puts up 20 goals, 55 to 60 points in a fully healthy year. I just don't think they're going to be looking to trade that unless you're talking a real big package. I'd say 15% and down on that at best. Okay. That's, that's fair. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to start rebuilding, you don't necessarily want to trade away a young player that's going to, you know, help you climb back. Let's put it that way. So how about Paul Byron? This one's tough. He just came back. He had off season hip surgery. He's been playing with a serious hip injury for two seasons, which is, insane considering how fast he skates and how well he played in the playoffs given his role he's got a couple of years left at i believe or a year or two left at about three million dollars he's a valuable penalty killer he's a really good bottom six option uh i think there will be suitors for a team like that in the right spot but 
I'd say it's 50-50. I think Byron wants to stay here. I think he's a really good ambassador for the team as well. But it wouldn't shock me if their teams are like, we want a player like him in our lineup, in our bottom six, and it's the deadline. You overpay for things at the deadline, especially when you want playoff experience. Right. I mean, look at Barkley Goodrow. Exactly. You, know. you pay for the that, I don't want to call him a glue guy, but that depth piece that just kind of helps bring everything together there uh, when the time, when it comes. Fourth line is the best line on that team right now. Yeah. But you I know don't, what? I'm not happy with how much money they gave him, but I'll deal with it. Yeah, but you know what, though, guys? <laughs> Everybody knows you can't win a, a championship without having a good bottom six. Right. You can't be a top-heavy team. Look, at, I mean, the Lightning learned that lesson. You know, they had to. You know, for years, they were so top-heavy in their top six, loaded with superstars. Bottom six was just, you know, taking up space, and it cost them every year in the playoffs. Now, once they built that bottom six back up, look what happened. They won two cups in a row, and they're contending for a third. So uh, another name I wanted to ask you about was Brett Kulak. This one is the one that pains me the most because I really enjoy Brett Kulak as a player. Habs fans don't – So I shouldn't say all. Oh, that'd be unfair to this fan base is that there are some fans that don't like him because he isn't flashy, doesn't put up a ton of points, but he's consistently one of those really good guys by the metrics. And I look at him and he makes the smart plays. He times everything right. And when I look at Ben Sherratt and Brett Kulak being on the potential trade boards for the deadline, one team's going to overpay for Ben Sherratt. One team's going to get Brett Kulak for a AHL, NHL tweener and like a third round pick. And the team that gets Brett Kulak is going to be better off for that. He's a really smart piece to add to a team that has a good defensive structure. He's not going to hurt teams at all. And I, I do think that someone's going to come calling for him and the Habs are going to let him go. They're going to give more ice time to Alexander Romanov, Akel Klaig, uh, Sammy Niku, and they'll let Kulak go and they're going to regret it. Yeah. Oh, and I'll tell you what, that was a nice pickup of Clegg because as an LA Kings fan, I can tell you that that, that pained me to see him be lost to waivers because I, I, I said at least trade him for a sixth or seventh round pick, get something back for him. Uh, that was a real gamble that they took and let him – you know, thinking he was going to fall between the cracks, and obviously he didn't. Uh, is there anybody else that we can maybe see potentially get moved at the trade deadline that we didn't list there? Uh, I've seen a couple of names tossed around. Jake Allen's one of them. Uh, there are always teams looking for goaltending help. I look at the Oilers and go, you have Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. Koskinen's right. playing great right now. We know Mike Smith can be good. Are you going to entrust your most critical season yet with McDavid and everyone being extremely upset uh, to these goalies potentially just dropping the ball in the playoffs again? And if the answer is yes, then Ken Holland's an idiot, but that's that that's an entire rant for another time. I do think that someone like Jake Allen could be a value to a lot of teams out there who are looking for a solid 1B goalie to help rest the regular starter. And Jonathan Drouin's come up a lot. He's got one year left after this one at 5.25. The Avalanche are apparently interested. Uh, I think a team like Florida would really enjoy his talents as well. I just don't know if the Canadians are going to be willing to part with him because he's played well for them this year when he's been healthy. It's just he got seriously injured again. So uh, there's going to be a lot of surprises, I think, though, except for Caulfield, Suzuki, Anderson. Uh, and Romanov, I don't think anyone is off limits on this Habs team right now. Yeah, you you know what? I mean, they're 
well, they're over the cap, really. If I mean, they got for LTIR, um, you know, perhaps they can use this trade deadline as an opportunity to, to free up some cap space for them going forward. Because if they're going to come out of this, they got to get some, you know, free up some space and maybe, you know, get some fresh blood in there. And that's kind of my thought is they may trade guys who have longer term deals for expiring expensive deals. Now, they don't care about their cap this year. Who cares? That right, deadline, right. it doesn't matter. And then free it up. And it all depends on if what Gorton and Hughes want to do is, are we tearing this down to the studs? Or can we sweep out some, you know, dead weight and go after this next season with what we have? And that's going to be what they're analyzing in this week off, I think. And then they're going to come back. The Olympics are going to be over. And we might just see deal, 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 and just get that started right away. Yeah, you know what? I I honestly think we're going to see more deals before the trade deadline than on the trade deadline. It's going to be the longest trade deadline ever again. I'm going to get up early, going to make a pot of coffee, going to go walk, get my breakfast sandwich from Starbucks around the corner and be ready. And the first trade that's going to happen is going to be like Hingle McCringleberry for a seventh round future consideration. Like it happens every year. I get my hopes up and then I sit there Nothing happens, then in an hour span, everything happens, and then nothing happens. Always. Yes. Yeah. Well, you to, know what makes it so difficult? To, oh, I'm sorry, Don, go ahead. No, I was going to say, to go back to you talking about Ken Holland, he's going to trade both of the goaltenders for nobody. Yeah. And they just won't have a goalie for the rest of the year. The Oilers would expect McDavid to drag him to the cup, and that's it. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't doubt Connor As McDavid. The, right, right, yeah. It's, like, it's not the craziest thing, actually. Yeah, but the Oilers have got to understand that you can't win every game 8-7. to seven. This isn't the 80s anymore. Yeah, They're no, going to try, considering the defense oh, yeah. is led by the corpse of Duncan Keith and right. um, <laughs> Darnell Nurse playing 47 minutes a night. Like, yeah. We know that. They haven't noticed that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for them to trade for Ben Sherratt, and then we'll let him know. So. Yeah, yeah so, right? Jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, but I mean, it, but it's so true. And, you know, this year's it, it, just like last year and the year before, there are so many teams that are up against the cap that the trade deadline, as exciting as it seems, almost becomes anticlimactic because there's only so many moves that you can make when you've got, you're starting off with like $500,000 in cap space to begin with, right? you you got to wiggle some room out of there. So, I mean, like I said, I just, my personal opinion, I think it's going to be more an ex- of an exciting buildup than it is of the actual trade deadline day uh, myself. But, you know, you brought up the uh, the goaltending situation there and the possibility of Jake Allen getting moved. And, you know, everybody knows, you know, Carey Price has just been going through a nightmare season. Um, is it still possible when after he comes back, and, and we know he will, there's no doubt about it, in my mind anyway, that he could end up getting moved out of Montreal anyway? Uh, Allen or he, uh, Price? Price. There's, it's been lingering since the cup final ended and he waived his no move to potentially be picked by Seattle. I I think the only reason that would happen is that Hughes and Gordon would sit down with Kerry and ask him, do you want to go somewhere else? But there's not a lot of teams that can take on a $10.5 million goalie, let alone one coming off a very serious knee injury. And when he's healthy, we, we saw it in the playoffs. Carey Price is on another level when he's on his game. Even right. as he's declining and everything right now, when he's on, you you don't win. It's as simple as that. You just don't win games. Uh, there, It's a possibility, but I do think he intends to stay and finish his career with the Canadians. Um, 
whether that be on the ice or not. I, I do think he wants to get back. He said in his press conference the other day, I want to play for this team this year. It's It's been eating at him that he can't, and he's so frustrated because he had to redo, start his rehab again because of his injury, and it's got to be driving him nuts. He's watching his teammates like they're struggling out there. I do think he has every intention of finishing out that contract in Montreal, at least as of right now. Depending on what they do with the rebuild, that could be a we want you to be able to win elsewhere kind of thing. And they make, right. they do something with that. And what team it would be, you never yeah. know. Who knows what the league's going to look like in two years, three years, anyways. Right. Well, because, yeah, because the, the salary cap was actually supposed to go up. What was it? Down, I think, like a million or two million dollars for next season. And so then start going up exponentially after that because the, the SPN Turner money starts kicking in. Right. But then you had the setback where some of the Canadian teams couldn't have fans in the building again. So that takes away from hockey-related revenue, which in turn drives the salary cap. So it, I, I don't know how much qui- or how quickly we're going to get a significant rise in the salary cap after you know all of that. Hopefully, Sounds like a couple of years. That, if we're lucky, it'll be a couple of years. Uh, yeah. It was supposed to be, like you said, with this new TV deal, that it could shoot up a good chunk. They were predicting potentially up to 91 and a half. Right. And then COVID just wiped that out. And we weren't even able to get a million dollars up at this point. Right. Exactly. So, you know, and I've, we talked about the Laval Rocket and the Utica comments earlier. So I'm going to get to that in just a second. But I just want one more Habs question. And I, it just because I asked this of everybody I know who's a Habs fan. Does it really bother you what happened with uh, Kokaniemi going to Carolina? <laughs> no yes. it, here's the thing is I like Yasperi Kotkaniemi as a player I thought he made a lot of growth in the playoffs but in the regular season he had like five goals and the, you play in the regular season to make the playoffs you cannot pay a guy who is a regular season non-factor 6.1 million dollars in the year that you already capped out and it's and I get that Carolina can, you know, offer him a lower contract, et cetera, et cetera. But $6.1 million is too much for a player of his quality right now. Do I think he can become that player? Yes. The Habs are not in a position to wait and find that out, though. They don't right. have the cap space for that. And they can't offer him a lower contract because of the offer sheeting rules after that. His qualifying offer after that is $6 million and up. Right. Which is why I thought that was that was a crazy contract Carolina offered him. I mean... And I don't understand because, well, we're getting back for Sebastian Ajo. Getting back, the Habs did the, the Carolina Hurricanes a favor. Well, this because... is what happens when you have prideful people running teams. And my my whole thought is is that their their owner came out and Tom Dunn came out. He's like, no, 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 no. It's not revenge. And everyone in the Carolina Hurricanes organization went, it was his idea. And it's like, <laughs> of course it's revenge. We're not stupid. I mean, a little bit, but we're not that dumb that we can't see this happening right now. Just, you know. Yeah. Just say that you didn't be like, yeah, we wanted to mess with them. It'd be funnier that way. <laughs> I know, right? And you're not, you're not, you know, trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Come on, just yeah. admit you did it on purpose. Like, I mean, <laughs> as a joke, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> a six million dollar joke, but a joke all the, all the same. It's not a- my money. It doesn't bother <laughs> yeah. me any. He can just go sell another defunct football league to pay for his signing bonuses <laughs> or something. It's not my problem. Oh, that is I great. I do not like that, man. I'm sorry. He yeah. wrote me the wrong way. On Couldn't a notice. Of Much yeah. Did he know? <laughs> Couldn't I, notice yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> Sheesh. Oh, boy. 
So let's talk about those Laval Rocket for a second. So with everything that has been going on in Montreal, where, is there any hope coming out of Laval that the players that are there that are getting ready to jump to the NHL are going to drag the Habs out of the doldrums quicker than maybe we think? I think for the Rocket and a lot of the Habs prospects from recent drafts where they've loaded up on picks haven't hit that pro level yet. There's a lot in college. There's some still in Europe who are still developing. But I look at players like Jesse Yolanin, uh, Caden Primo when he was down with the Rocket. Those are guys that they're counting on to be big contributors, and they're doing so this year. They've been The Rocket have been a solid team. They started off a little bit slow, new coach, new system and everything, and then it started clicking, and then they ran into the COVID and injury bug, and right. everything screeched to a halt. They came back. They were playing with a lineup that had ECHL call-ups and PTOs in it, and they won three out of four games, big games, including a big one against Utica with Kevin Poulin and Nett. And now they're getting healthier again. Sammy Niku's with the team. Lucas Videmo's back. Yolanin is back. Rafael Harvey Pinard is back. There's a lot of their drafted talent back in the lineup. And they're getting their depth back where they have a player like Devontae Smith Pelly as a fourth line option. He's, sure. you know, not what he was a couple of years ago, but he's still a, a piece in this team. And it all is kind of coming together at the right time. Guys are coming back from injuries. The only thing they're missing is their goaltending depth because Michael McNiven <laughs> played one period in a blowout loss to uh, the Minnesota Wild where he got thrown to the Wolves and he got injured. <laughs> like, of that's, course, how, that's right? how this season has gone. Of course. They're down to their fourth choice goaltender in the <laughs> AHL right now. Uh, and they're still winning games. They beat Texas with a PTO guy coming out of the ECHL. It Sometimes it just works, and, that, and that's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's been kind of like the, the theme of the season in the AHL. I think it just about – because of the taxi squads is really what it is. It's the taxi squads that did it. I mean, and, and you can't blame NHL teams for bringing up players to have it, have available because, I mean, everybody knows it. the AHL's purpose, feed the NHL, ECHL, feed the AHL. It all just goes right down the line. So you really can't blame them. But, like I said, we, uh, we got some interesting games coming up here because with us here in Utica – we, uh, we were kind of hoping Cole Caulfield would be sent down for these two games. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and address that too now. So here's the thing. I, don't, my, I love, I love inter-team chirping and everything. My yeah. only thing is you don't have to tag the player. I know. You just said, yeah. hey, we heard Cole Caulfield was going to be here. I don't care. Right. I'm like, ah, ah, funny. Okay. When you tag the player, it's like, okay, now their DMs are going to be flooded with people who are very mad at them and they don't really know why. So that's the only – out of that, I have no problem. It's the tagging of the player in that that I'm like, okay, come on. Like, he did score in their next – after that tweet, he did score in the next game after that. So I'm like, okay, I think everyone kind of learned their lesson. A little fire. Exactly. So I I, he – my thought is uh, after his COVID bout here and everything and he's ready to go – I think he will be down in the AHL for a couple of games to kind of get his legs back, give him some skating time. Unfortunately, I think that will probably be after the Utica series is over. He might be able to go torture Belleville, which is just as funny to me because (laughs) I dislike the Senators. So um, it's still going to be a real fun series this weekend. If the goaltending holds, um, all the games have been real close this year. It's been 
razor's edge all the way through. I'm kind of disappointed that Caulfield won't be playing because the memes, but you know, you can't get everything you want. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of memes, uh, Ulanen was a pretty, uh, it was a victim of a pretty great meme I made today. You have to check it out on Twitter. I mean, he scored two goals <laughs> on you guys last time. That's what he was the meme, Scott. <laughs> Cause he's the best player on the team currently. <laughs> Okay, fair. Look, one, my brain operates at about 40% capacity nowadays. It's just been slowly oozing out since Thanksgiving. The fact that I yes. have to function on a podcast at all is miracle of science. Yeah, so. no, I, now, now you just gave me a new meme to use for him. It's like, you know, having a pretty good season, it's a shame if you had to play Utica two games in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Jeffrey Hurst says, hello, fellows. Hey, what's going on? Jeff, how are you? Uh, so, I guess to wrap it up, how about an, just an overall list of your all-time favorite Canadians, past and present? Uh, from the past, I I love Larry Robinson. Larry Robinson yeah, is, is the ideal defenseman. Like, he could hit. He could play. He Obviously, he was great playing defense. He could score. He did things in the 70s that I'm like, could you imagine if he played with modern equipment and wasn't in an era where they smoked a pack in between periods? <laughs> like, he was a scary scary man on the ice and all i think of is watching that clip of him hitting gary dornhofer from about three feet from the boards and launching a full-grown man like he was a toddler into the bo- the old boards which did not give <laughs> no and watching the boards give that's how hard he hit the guy so uh obviously i love saku koivu one of the big reasons why i am a canadians yeah. fan is his uh battle and beating non-hodgkin's lymphoma sure. coming back and then beating the bruins in the playoffs and just being that guy it's uh it's not hard to cheer for him uh big fan of jeff petrie and obviously cole caulfield i was debating if i should have worn my rocket caulfield sweater today or not but uh oh, you it's, up, it's upstairs in the uh in the jersey bin so i grabbed something else out of there to wear today yeah you know and that's a you know we didn't bring him up but jeff petrie that's another guy that's just having just a just a nightmare of a season because let me tell you yeah. something jeff petrie is better than what's showing this year there's no doubt about that and i think that's the hard part for people to understand is that it, they're looking at him it's like well he has five points and i'm like yeah but the there's something either he's not fully healed up from whatever was ailing him in the playoffs right something mentally just isn't right and like we saw with drew Ann that he took that time off got help carrie price did the same thing and drew Ann came back and looks great and i'm just wondering if you know they sit down and go hey Trade deadline's over. Take the time you need. Go be with your family. Do what you got to do. And then we'll talk in the offseason and just kind of get that help. It It's hard to watch him play like this because you can see what he's thinking, and then it just doesn't happen. The right. brain's clicking, but the physical, and it's just something isn't right there, and you can just tell. And it's it's heartbreaking to watch. He's a 40-point defenseman exactly. with five points. So it it's tough, but – that's hockey sometimes. It's a cruel sport to the best of people. <clears throat> That's baseball, Susan. <laughs> Great uh, shot, Sterling, on the call. Yeah, right. There you go. So, so Scott, tell us a little bit about the, the Locked On Canadians podcast and uh, the Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Uh, I'll start with Habs Eyes on the Prize. I've been there for almost nine years. It'll be nine years in September. Uh, I started doing just AHL coverage for them and we cover everything. So prospects, uh, women's hockey, the Olympics coming up, we were priming and getting ready for world juniors. I wrote the last world juniors article, the tournament, and then it got canceled. 
which continues my trend of I write things and then bad things happen. Uh, of course. So I have the power though that if I write an article or you know prep one for someone getting fired or traded or whatever, it always happens. I got Michelle Terrian fired. I got the <laughs> AHL coach fired. I got Claude Julian fired. I'm trying to get the current coach fired. I got Mark Bergevin fired. Every single time I do this, it comes to fruition within a year. I so. just want to point out I just want to point out because there's a likelihood that more Habs fans will listen to this than normal with you on that the burger van in the red suit is money. That's <laughs> <laughs> so sad that that's gone. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Locked On Canadians, we do a daily 20, 25 minute show um, every single day. Uh, we're actually in the middle. We had our European prospect expert on. So if they want to hear about Matthias Norlinder, Frederick D. Show, some of the guys playing over in Russia. Check it out. Patrick was a great guest for that. We are also on YouTube now. We launched that last Friday. And if anyone wants to tune in to watch me suffer, we hit 100 subscribers. And now I have to eat the land, sea, and air for McDonald's, which is a filet fish a McChicken, and a Big Mac combined into one giant sandwich. I'm going to hate it. But that's – that's I, I made a bet that <laughs> if we hit 100 subscribers, that's what I was going to do because I saw it on Twitter. And I'm like, this would be funny if I did this. And then a bunch of people like, bets. <laughs> And here we are. So. Hey, hey, so, Scott, I got a question for you about that. Scott Kinville, can you do me a favor? Can you mute yourself one more time? Sure. So for all the listeners at home, can you hear how great me and Scott Matla sound right now and how much Scott Kinville needs to figure out his audio equipment? <laughs> Ouch. Is it that Ouch. bad? You just have a lot of background noise, a lot of feedback. Sorry, yeah. we'll get there. It's the first it's, day with a new setup. We'll get we'll it get Yeah, I know. I, you know, I thought I had this figured out, too. It's awful. And it's then tricky. What, and then what happens? You know, the cat jumped up on the table. I'm like, oh, this is just great. I thought that was a dog. I thought that was a cat. I heard a squeaky toy, too, and I thought it was a dog in the background. Well, that was the dog playing with the – yeah, that was a dog over on the other side playing with the squeaky toy. And now the cat just jumped up on the table. I got It's animal hell breaking loose here on top of the new audio system. It's a rally in the valley. It's going crazy. Yeah, pretty much. The world's coming to an end down here. Wait, why are you? Why do you have to drink and eat all these terrible things? What what what's the deal? So there's been a long since I started the podcast with my co-host two years ago, or that we signed on to do this. Is that I there was a, a a six or eight game stretch where the Habs were playing, and I was like, this is how many points they're going to get out of this, and I believe in that, and they didn't win a damn game, and all of our Twitter listeners went, you should be punished for your crimes against this team. What you should eat something that you hate. So. <laughs> The, the running thing has become Scott eats or drinks something disgusting because right. people love to watch me suffer. Scott, what can we do for our show? What can we do for this? We should do a segment like this. Oh, boy. I mean, if you do predictions, whoever, you know, is more correct on your predictions. See, that's something. so tough because the comments are just running through everybody right now. Yeah. So the thing is, you know, then if you're wrong, that's the fun part of it. Sometimes you get lucky, and if you're both wrong, you both got to eat something gross at the same oh, time. Oh, man. Like, yeah, that's... That's brainstorm. An idea. We'll brainstorm. We'll think of something. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. This is what, what's gonna happen. This is for all the comments fans. If the Utica Comets win a Calder Cup championship, I will get their logo tattooed on my body. You heard it here first. Oh, and you know what? That would be great. We'll have a contest where somebody can pick the location. Yeah. Yes. Within reason. Within reason. <laughs> I'm not getting their logo tattooed on my forehead. I enjoy, <laughs> you're gonna enjoy your Utica Comets tattoo right on your right butt cheek there. Then. Yeah. That, that would be amazing. They're gonna, they're gonna pick the butt because you, you can't do face and you're not gonna do the other part. So they're gonna tattoo your butt. So, That's how this works. I, I've seen too many sports tattoo bets 
go awry, and this is what's going to happen. And that's going on our YouTube channel. (laughs) It's going to go very awry, Scott, for a couple reasons. Because me and Scott will be walking around the odd. We have a very, for the most part, niche fan base, as you can relate to, because we have the Comets and the Pioneers, right? Obviously, they listen to, you know, they watch the NHL too, but so we're at most games that their teams play. So they will come up to me and want to see it. <laughs> it's going to be the problem. I'm going to see a tweet of Dom getting escorted out of the odd because he's oh, the wrong person. There's like a child over on the oh, side. Dude. And someone's going to nah. be like, that, yeah, man, showed him my, his butt. I'm going to have to hold it for three periods. I'm not going to be able to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I just have to give him some chaps. That's going to be the worst. Uh, <laughs> there we go. We'll get him a pair of Comets chaps. But yes, if the Comets win the Calder Cup, I will get a Yuka Comets tattoo on my body. Okay, you, you heard. Scott, you're the witness to this. I, I am a witness to this. Please tweet me whenever this does happen. So I will I will shame Dom with the power of my verified status and making sure this actually got, happens. Scott, Scott, Scott Matlow, you'll appreciate this more because I feel like you're more in touch with the memes than, than Scott Kinville. Oh, yeah, no and doubt. You can just imagine like 50 years from now, the Comets say they say they have a different logo. They don't have the same team anymore. And like like one of my grandkids like sees the tattoo and they're like, what's that? And I said, I was like, I'm about to tell you a beautiful story. <laughs> it was a long, long a time ago. Sometimes I made a bet on a podcast. Sure you did, Grandpa. Let's get you to bed. Come on. Yeah, right. Sure, yeah. sure you did. A podcast. Yeah, Grandpa did a podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what's a podcast? What's a podcast? <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, yeah. Before you could download thoughts directly into your brain, we used to have to talk into a computer screen. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, boy. Well, Scott, listen. This has been so much fun, man. We we appreciate you so much coming on. This is this is great. And uh, you know, social media. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Scott Matla on Twitter, same way as you can see it in the corner here. Uh, you can find the podcast at lo underscore Canadians on Twitter, at Habs EOTP on Twitter. Uh, you'll see my articles pop up there, especially with the AHL games being the only ones played in Montreal this week. So, um, plenty for me there. I make gifts. I. Uh, make memes i make the province of alberta angry at me um so, uh, i do it i do all that i can when i'm supposed to be at work doing actual things that i get paid for so oh that's okay you gotta keep it interesting i enjoy <laughs> i enjoy participating in making fan bases mad because i made some cleveland monsters fans pretty mad when our first covid game happened and like I, I, I broke the news that the team was playing the next day because i got lucky driving past the odd and they were getting on the bus and everybody was like, I was expecting people like, oh, we're going to have a hockey game and be excited. And there was a bunch of people who were like, why are they playing there? I was like, dude, I just tell, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to yell at me on Twitter. I don't know. Like, <laughs> The best part is, is that they get mad at me because I clip the highlights for Eyes on the Pass yeah. of things. And I go, this is the thing that happened. And here is the clip of it. And a bunch of people go, are you stupid? What are you talking about? I'm like, it, there's a video. What? What? Why are you mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> why why are you yelling at me for the thing that happened over what <laughs> it's like we said before we got on the air it's a hockey game that happened it is a thing yeah. that happened please if you look at my pin tweet on twitter dom please do this after the game it, it's Ugh. it is my current state of mind for this entire season All right, i'll have to go look you're because you're if you don't if you you should if you're just a hockey fan follow Scott he's a good he's a great follow it's very entertaining. <laughs> My favorite part about it is yeah you're not afraid to like not just go at other teams fan bases but like your own like you're <laughs> <laughs> nobody's safe. Oh it's the best it's the, Scott it's the best because I I've seen him get mad at people 
that are fans of his team. It's great. <laughs> I got, I've tried to be better because I don't need my phone blowing up all night anymore. So I'm just like, right. I muted like all of my notifications, like, cause it's Dude, just not worth it anymore. So <laughs> I, I like went kind of, so I, I, I'm pretty decent following on two different TikTok pages. So I get a million notifications like every day, but I don't get them to my phone, but Twitter, I obviously get notifications. Right. And we had two of the barstool guys here in Utica. We had uh Glenny or uh, coach Doug's, and uh, Frank the Tank Fleming. So I, I tweeted a video of Frank throwing hot dogs into the stands, <laughs> and I tagged Clem from Barstool, and he retweeted it, and I got like 45 notifications in two minutes. I had to mute my phone. I was like, is this how famous people live? I can't do this. Well, that's uh, I tweeted <laughs> the gif of Trevor Zegers doing the Michigan. I'm just kind of like, are you kidding me? And then my phone just literally went nope and just shut itself off. Right. Like, this like, is <laughs> awful. I'm out. I'm, I'm done. I don't care anymore. We are done with this. I don't need to see people telling me that my team sucks because I know. Right. Trust me. <laughs> so. Getting torched by this child. Torch was so mad. <laughs> Sounds like a him problem, to be honest. So. <laughs> right. right. As most of them are. Right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that is. That is. But, uh, but anyways, like I said, Scott, this has been a super fun time here, man. It's such a blast. And uh, I know you. I know you're tired, and we <laughs> want to keep you all night here. But we could, we could. But you we honestly could. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll let uh, let you get back to, to work, or you know, want to get some get some rest and relax, and uh, just you know. do something. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have articles to go finish before they start trading everybody. So I'm like, I'm gonna write all of these trade previews tomorrow. <laughs> two days from now. <laughs> crap um i gotta do it now so oh wait the trade happened oh. exactly i'm like i don't want to be midway through writing this and it becomes oh analyzing the jeff petrie trade not not gauging the interest at least you're only going to change a few words yeah yeah, yeah. go delete the 1200 words i've already written and go start over again this trade would be this trade was this trade was very, 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 comma, good. Hmm. Period. <laughs> Period. It's like I'm writing college essays all over again. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Anyone listening to this who is at all a college professor for whatever reason or has any knowledge of ad grading essays is just screaming into their car radio right now going, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what is going on? Why did you write alas in your essay? <laughs> Here unto forthwith. What? Yeah, no. Therefore, <laughs> however, I digress. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, so anyway, yeah, like I said, um, great having you on, man. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, and uh, you are welcome back on this show anytime you ever want to come back on. I was gonna say thanks for having me, guys. You know, you know where to find me. Uh, if you ever need another guest, let me know, and I'll be happy to make the time once again. Absolutely. We ought to do like an Eastern Conference roundtable sometime. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, more yelling, I should oh, say. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. We'll get, we'll get all you guys in the same room, in the same, well, computer room, and it'll be great. Hey, you know what we could <laughs> do, actually, Scott? Not not to, not to hold you any other, uh, longer, Scott, number 1B, but um, <laughs> if you wanted to do that, we could, you and I obviously talk Comets, Scott, and you can talk a little Laval Rocket, and then we can get uh, Scott's good buddy Kanzi on talk about the Amherst a little bit oh, and yeah. get some action going because uh, you know Kanzi loves to talk uh, anything Rochester so perfect not the worst idea 
All no, poor Kanzi, man. He was in at Casey's Black Rock, the, one of the few Bills fans in a Chiefs bar two weeks ago. Oh, I didn't bro. know it was a Chiefs bar until he posted about that. I went, how? What? How? <laughs> See, okay. When I met Vinny, I was like, I just assumed he was a Bills fan because he owns a bar in like the seven one six, and he's like, yeah, this is the official, yeah. yeah, the, the official <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs backer bar. I go. Why not? Don't I don't even want to know why you're a Chiefs fan. Why is there enough Chiefs fans to have a bar? Like what? Yeah, right. What went wrong what, here? What happens? Like I was like, all right, man, cool. They got a penalty box, so that's fine with me. I don't care. Which I need to build one of those because that thing's awesome. Uh, it's great. Yeah. So, but yeah, let's do that. Let's let's uh let's play yeah, for we'll that. Say, yeah, end of March or something like that. Once we're getting towards you know playoff time and everybody's uh. Starting to feel it. It's a great idea. Absolutely. All right. Well, once again, Scott, thank you for coming on. It's, this has been a, a real blast. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. And uh, like I said, we'll get a hold of you, and we'll, we'll have you back again real soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Easy, thank you. That was awesome. Scott Matlow, everybody. That was really fun. Co-host of the Lockdown Canadians podcast, and also a contributor for HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Fun guy. That was, that was a lot of fun. That was awesome. Is that you or me? Is what you or me? That you're that. Hear what? You know, like that, it's that it's all you. <laughs> oh, that was me. Oh yes. boy, it's all you. Oh man, that's not good. I, I I got a lot of editing to do when this is all done. I'll tell you that. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's it's okay. We have we have a a, a loyal fan base who's willing yeah. to uh, deal no, with this is... rough episode. Yes. Well, well, either there. I'll just send her to Dave the Save and have him do his magic. You so. can have him do that too. We got to get you in the studio. That's right. Which, which, might be, which might be next week, by the way. I have a mini studio over here. I have pads on the wall. See, that's the problem. I tried to make my own, and it just it's not, not panning it. out. I, I tried to get all advanced and technical, and we see how this is going. So, Are we still right. live? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we are. Yeah, okay. yeah we got more stuff. Yeah. Sure. Hey, listen, if you want to stick around for the rest of the show, you're more than welcome yeah, we to. We've got another segment to do. It's mostly common stuff. But oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hop out of here that I wasn't sure. No, no, no. no. you're good, Scott. <laughs> you're good, man. All right, this is later, the best fellas. show ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, guys. Thanks again, later, man. Easy. I'm going to hold you on Twitter. <laughs> he's, dude, he's he's the best, man. He's awesome. Great. If Seriously, anybody who's a Habs fan, I would go give Scott a follow. His, his show is good. His website's even better. I mean, Habs eyes on the prize. I'm not even a Habs fan, but if I want to know something Habs, I'd go to them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it looks great. It's well done. Yeah. So... What do you say we do a little bit of breakaway trivia? Let's do it. We got to start right. doing trivia on social media to give away some free yeah, t-shirts. No, by the way. Because, yeah, that's right. Because as Dom mentioned, we are going to be getting some swag here pretty soon. Uh, I, was, I was taking a look into the old uh, the t-shirt idea, looking at maybe some koozies, some pins, you know. Yes, we will. Uh, we will be giving some shirts away when we get them in bulk. But for the time being, if you want to buy one, get a hold of me on social media. We'll talk pricing and size, and we'll get you one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Scott, what's the shirt look like? There it is. Boom. There awesome. it is. Exactly. So, anyways, Breakaway Trivia. Breakaway Trivia is brought to you by Jimmy the Ice Man McNeil's children's book, The Red and White Zamboni Ice Machine, which I don't have on the desk right now. But anyway, so everybody knows if, who's been watching the show knows what it looks like. But anyways, you can email Jimmy at Jimmy, uh, I'm sorry, Mac underscore Iceman at Hotmail.com to order your copy. So, Dom, what I want to know is... What year was the first NHL All-Star game played? 
And there's actually two correct answers for this. Okay, I don't know the specific year, but I can take a guess at the decade, and I'm going to say it's the 40s. Yeah, yeah, that that's part of the answer, sure. The first official one sanctioned by the league was 1947. Okay. But the first actual one was 1934. And it, oh. was, a, it was a benefit game for Ace Bailey, who uh, Eddie Shore had uh, – prematurely ended his career with a hit that resulted in a really bad injury. And, of course, back then, you know, players weren't making anything for money and they didn't have, you know, insurances and all that. So they decided to have an all-star game at Maple Leaf Gardens where a team of NHL all-stars took on the Toronto Maple Leafs and all the proceeds from the game went to the family of Ace Bailey to help take care of him. No kidding. Yep. Imagine that. Yep. And then they did it again in 1937 for the Canadians' Howie Morenz. And then a couple years later, I think it was, they did it for Babe Seifert as well. So, and then in 1947, it became an official league thing, and away we go. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, let's talk about our Utica Comets. They're back on a roll, buddy. They're back on a roll. They got five wins in their last six games. Uh, The team seems to be firing on all cylinders again after, you know, I mean, and listen, as great as any team can be, you're going to hit skids during the seasons right so wait we were five of our last six we won yeah what is that are we 11 out of our last 12 available points correct wow (laughs) wow yeah boys this team is buzzing ladies and gentlemen if you're watching the show right now share it do whatever you gotta do tell your friends get to the odd because it is special it's happening right now no doubt and while and you're there, would you cheer while you're there, please? I don't I don't want to have to turn around and look at my section. Just be like, by the way, when I start out, let's go, comments, you're supposed to participate. I shouldn't have to do that. But anyway, I digress. You know what we need? We need megaphones there. Is, is that loud? I don't know. But <laughs> Can I bring a flagpole? Can I bring a comments flag to wave? Can someone get an answer for that? Because that would be awesome. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to find out. I'll you at Utica comments. If you guys need someone to run around the concourse with a flag when we score, I'll do it. I'll do it for free. I don't even care. Oh, that would be awesome. You ain't got to pay me nothing. I'll just do it for free. That would be awesome. <laughs> and you know what would be even, even better? If, like, when Jeremy's out scraping the ice, if you did it, so we can just have, like, full show representation all over the place. Oh, 100%. You know? 100%. I'll put my roller skates on. I'll put my rollerblades on and rip around. I don't care. I'll do it. It'll be a blast. <laughs> oh, my God. With the flag, it's cruising, man. Because... Uh. The fan we talked we've talked about this before. The fans like we're supposed to be a hard place to play. So when the fans are in it, that's it's not a hard like guys, it's not a hard place to play because the paint is new. It's a right. hard place to play because the fans are crazy. Like that's right. what it is. Like that's what it is. It's got nothing to do with the building. Like when people say all oh, the art odds hard to play in, it's not like the odd, it's the Utica fans. Like that's <laughs> what it is. So like if you're not crazy or even there. That doesn't matter. So, you know what they need to do is a three dollar beer night on a Friday or a Saturday night. That would get people crazy. <laughs> not, what if? Okay, so question: We should have asked Adam this. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to put too much pressure on him because he's a nice kid, yeah. um, and he's obviously a good asset to have as like a friend of the show. But it's like if the playoffs, if there's a playoff game on a Wednesday, does three dollar beer still still count? Oh, I never thought of that. That. Yeah, right? I'm going to have to take the next day off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that would just be banana lance. <laughs> oh. 
Forget it. I feel yeah, bad right. For whoever we're playing, it's a bad day to be the Laval Rocket. Uh, no, I know, right? <laughs> you know what I was thinking too? Which is this? This is scheduling is cruel. Which I've written an article on why I hate the HL scheduling. You got to lose to the Comets tomorrow, and then you got to sit in Utica a whole other day, and then lose to them again, and then drive home. It's a well, bad day. It's a bad week to be the Laval Rocket. Well, I mean, well, hey, listen. I hope you don't. I hope you just didn't jinx them. That's nah, you know, no. clear eyes. Coach Sedin can't lose. So <laughs> I'm so confident right now. It's not even funny. I just, well, I just said I would get a Utica Comets tattoo if we won the Calder. You know what the amazing part is too? I mean, they're they got most of their lineup back, but not all of it. Nate Schnarr's been out. Graham Clark's been out. You know, I mean, Tyler Watherspoon. Like, Tyler Watherspoon's gone now. He's at the Olympics. Schmidt's you know? up. Schmidt's up. Not, Schmid, no, no disrespect yeah. to Mittens, who probably oh my. made the save of the year. No doubt. Sunday. Sunday. Oh. Actually, Merrick Smittens won that game for them on Sunday. Dude, he was great. I think that was the There's best no game doubt. he's played all year. It was inc- He was great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. And, and Yeah, and you're right. That, save, that was in the second period. I mean, he just... Unbelievable. And, and that was just like the classic video game save, right? Yeah. You know, just a, just a reach cross, <laughs> snags around. It's like, oh, oh yeah. He, played, then, he you know, played great, man. You know what the best part is? Is that the arena that they were playing in is actually it's it's an NBA arena, so it's yep. like you know, a mod, and it had the overhead. Yeah, to be able to get that overhead view, that was the best part of it, yeah. right there. That was awesome. You know, it was so great. That was uh, awesome. But but yeah, like I said, they're they're rolling now. But I mean, listen, the competition's going to be tough. I mean, Scott said it. Laval is getting their players back as well. I don't think they're going to be a pushover. And you got Springfield coming to town on Saturday, and Springfield is certainly no pushover. I mean, right. again, like I said, these are winnable games, obviously. But I'm yes. just saying that well, you know we're, we're past the point now. And you know what's funny about the Comets, too, is they always, like, when they're playing, like, the top teams, their light's out. It's always the team, like, the Lehigh Valleys that trip them up. You know, like, yeah, they play down to their competition a lot, and that's <laughs> – it's the other thing too that like and it's not there's no way that this is a negative but as a fan especially one if you're just like a you go to a couple games here and there but you follow the team whatever you're not as like dedicated or as insane as we are because we're obviously crazy fans Mm -hmm. the standings are a little misleading right because we're so far ahead that teams that look you look at the record and you're like oh they're not very good it's like they might be pretty good we're just our standing the standings are just misleading because we've won so many games in bunches this year i mean when you win 13 straight right out of the gate you build yourself a cushion to where, you know, everybody else, no matter what, looks bad unless you hit a major skid for a while. Yeah. Well, and that's – and don't forget, too, playoffs for – or playoff seeding for the AHL actually is dependent on uh, on winning percentage. Correct. Because, like, all these different teams are playing different amounts of games. Did you see uh, Alexander Holtz, rookie of the month for the AHL? Oh, yeah. Five goals, eight assists, and ten games played. Oh, yeah. uh, I think it's safe to say Holtz is back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, that kid, he's something he's, we talk about him every week. He's special. I mean, that kid, that kid's got it. He's getting better defensively. He's not as much of a liability as he had when he's playing tough out there. He gets in the mix. He's getting a little gritty, which I like to see, but he just, you know, we obviously the scoring's there. Like we knew he would have a great shot and he'd be a great score, but God, he can pass the puck. I yeah. mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. No doubt. And you know what? They were always they were saying in his draft year that that was one of the underrated parts of his game because he played with Lucas Raymond a lot over in Sweden. Right. And Lucas Raymond's out of his mind as far as being able to do you know the passing and setting up. 
And so that part of Holtz's game got overshadowed. But it, it's right. it's such a it's just another huge dimension that that he brings. And yeah. you know, the, once again, they're getting contributions across the board from everybody. You know, Arnie Talvini got off. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Ball scores. Arnie Talvini got off the slide. You know. Yeah. And and Fabian Zetterlin's been and, and Chase DeLeo or both have been just out of their minds as well. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable what's happening here. Yeah, DeLeo's a little Energizer Bunny out there, man. He's all over. He does everything. Yeah. Oh He's no. Fun doubt. to watch. Fun to watch. You know, you know who he reminds me of so much. Do you remember Brian O'Neill with the Manchester Monarchs? That's yeah. exactly who he reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a just a dynamo oh. out there. You know. No. Yeah. He. He. The, I mean, everybody. Like you said, everybody's playing. Everybody's playing well. I don't see. I mean, this team's gonna win probably what fifty-two games. I think we're, we're, well, we're twenty-five let's put, already. Let's put it this way: I'm looking at their record right now. So they're twenty-five, five, or twenty-five, five, five, and zero. I always get that that four part screwed up there. It's good for a, a seven eighty-six winning percentage. They played thirty-five games. They got thirty-seven left. So yeah, I fifty. You know, fifty wins this season is doable. Absolutely. I, 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 that's why I said 50, maybe 52. I think 52 is like a, a magic number for them. How many are we playing altogether? What did you say? It's uh, da, 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 We're halfway there. So, so, yeah, a little. Yeah, so it's 72 altogether. All right, so if this team could win another 27 games, I think they could do it. I don't see why not. I Like I said, I, okay. I don't – Every game we go in, I think we're gonna win. Like I, this, right? And it's not like a this is my team. I, I hope they win tonight. It's like I genuinely think like this that they're the they're better than everyone in their conference. Well, we're expecting it. We're expecting right. it. Right. I I don't think the the, I mean they handled Hartford. It was unbelievable. I know it was just one game, but still, they they can play with everybody. I mean the West Coast has a little more has some pop that we obviously don't know because we won't play them until the Calder if we make it right. But right. There's not anybody in our conference that we can't play with, especially in our division. I mean, it, oh, no it's, doubt. So when we were joking with Adam about you know getting ready for the playoffs, we want to wish away the season. But yeah, like we're we're in playoff mode. Like this is it. It's not make the playoffs. It's we're padding our record to make sure that we have home ice advantage in the playoffs. <laughs> like that's what this is. Like that's what this is. This is this team is is gonna win, folks. Like if you're listening to this and you're a big Comets fan, which most of you are, I would assume are. I said earlier, like tell your friends to come to the odd. Like do it. They're, they they can see something special. A running joke for the last like few years, right? I'd tell people like, oh, you're going to the game tonight. And they're like, oh no, they're terrible. Like, what do you mean? So like to me as a crazy hockey fan, that doesn't matter. I don't care how good they are. I'm going to go either way. But now this team is like this team is good, man. If if you're in Utica, this is the show to see. Come on, I mean it's same thing with the Pioneers. You got two teams yeah. right now that are just ridiculous. I mean it's it's insane. This we have the best team in the AHL. And the third-ranked team in the nation, yeah. college hockey for D3. I it's, mean, where else do you see this right now? It's a wonderful time to be a Utica hockey fan. It That's really is. You know? It's the best. And you know, Dom, you just set up a pretty nice transition into Utica College. <laughs> that yeah. actually sounds like fun. I know. It's electric. Like Jeff said, it's great for recruiting. Yeah, crazy fans. Yeah, all these crazy screaming adults. It's awesome for recruiting. <laughs> That's why I kind of feel bad. Like I almost don't know if I want to chirp anybody on Saturday. Like I'm gonna be right there, but it's like this is, they're like uh, you children. Have, honestly, you won't have to. I'm gonna sit but, there and enjoy. Yeah, it. I'm gonna be able to see is, right. Like they're not gonna be jumping up and down the whole game, are they? No, they 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 understand. They understand when to sit, when to stand. It's like when church. To get, when to get loud? I mean, there's there's a there's a picture last night, which is I think it's absolutely the hysterical. Hand? 
The hand. The and hand. If, and if I was showing Kruger that I work with tonight. If nobody has heard about the hand or has seen the hand, it is probably <laughs> the best thing I've seen in a very long time at a hockey game. So the Lebanon Valley coach is resting his hand on the glass. Oh, jeez. And the opposing fan on the other side is touching hand and resting his hand. So you have glass between hands, and it stays there for a good two to three minutes. And he just sits there and stares and and you know obviously there are things being said like i got you coach don't worry we got you you know because at that point the game was well in hand and it was just the funniest thing i think i've ever seen (laughs) and don't get me wrong the lebanon valley coach before every period came out and talked to the student section not in an angry manner literally had a conversation with these guys so Right. The teams expect like fans, fans that are listening, you can yell anything you want, obviously, without getting thrown out. Respectfully. And they don't care. Really, It's not personal. It's it. not they personal. Expect it. They expect it. So did I tell you guys the story? I was the last I think it was the last time the crunch were playing. Uh, one of me and Samantha's friends had seats down on the glass and there's some open seats down there on the goal that the comments attacked twice was a game we went to overtime. Yeah, I. I was off the next day. I hit the sauce a little too hard. What are you do? <laughs> so, and, so I just screaming at everybody, going nuts. And the fan, they, everyone around me loved it, which is great. And I like did that thing where like I don't know why, but like I picked one fan, one player, and just singled them out. And it was Garrison number five. And I was just screaming Garrison, just screaming, harassing them right there. And I had to stop and like turn around and look at all the fans. I go, make no mistake. That man would whoop me and do whatever he wanted. To me. <laughs> it's <making> very clear, <laughs> but it's all in good fun. And like he looked over and kind of like nodded us a few times. Like he knows, like he's not personal. I don't know the guy. Right. He's probably a great right. guy. Right. right. Plays for Syracuse, but he's probably a cool dude. I don't know. We'd probably be friends. I have no idea. Right. It's not personal. Sometimes it's personal. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it does. Well, before Bennett had... got traded for Laval, it was personal. <laughs> it might be. Per- it might be personal. Saturday, maybe, depending yeah. on who comes in. Possibly. That's you're feeding into rumors. <laughs> yeah. You're feeding into rumors in your yeah, I don't you're gonna know. have to start the Marty's about. illegal stick bell I funding know. and just I, I know doing. what you're doing. I don't know. What are you I'm right. not doing anything? Yes, you're playing into no. Rax's I changed no. his initials. Nope. Not, not playing into anything. Yeah. Hey, for that to happen. I, you know, dude, well, it was one of those, when I was having that conversation. It was one of those moments. It was like, oh yeah, do you have a preference to play? And it's like, I swear, it's like it could be the Bruins. I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, all well, time high conference level. To wrap up with Utica College, the uh, the women are playing Saturday at two o'clock. I think uh, semifinals of the UCHC and the men are at seven. Uh, opponents to be determined. We don't know yet because the games are still going on right now mm-hmm. as we speak. We'll know by tomorrow. But uh, you know, obviously. Good luck, Pioneers, and uh, the teams look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two yeah, deep 100%. runs by both teams. If he posted playing ice hockey just in the harbor in Toronto, dude, yeah. play the game right there. That would yep. be insane. Yeah. That yep. would be actually pretty cool. With the tower behind him, dude, it looks yes. so cool. Do it. Oh, it'd be, it'd be electric. It'd be electric. It's, the only thing is, though, it's got to be a really cold day. <laughs> it's got to be. I was going to say, it's, yeah, it's going to be absolutely freezing. Yeah, that, that could be a disaster, you know? <laughs> Oh, I always thought it'd be cool. Or like really exciting. An aircraft carrier? Yeah, could you imagine? you got enough room on the deck of an aircraft carrier. Be awesome. Yeah, why not? Yeah, but... Why not? Who knows? But it's the NHL, and they'll figure a way to screw it up because they screw oh, up there's everything. no doubt. No doubt yeah. about it. Like playing in Lake Tahoe in the sunshine. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was delayed six Hating hours because slush. they had to wait for darkness. <laughs> 
Oh man. Drew says he was out. Yeah, that's what you so you know what I'm talking about, Drew. Of course you do. My friendly Canadian friend. He knows exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> uh yeah, Barry got the, the New Jersey Warriors, a team of disabled veterans who the New Jersey Devils sponsor will be coming to the Rink of Dreams next winter to play an outdoor game. Uh if you are a player, you are welcome to come down and play. Well, keep us definitely updated on that one, Barry. Um, yeah, that'll be sure. fun. So, anyways, I think I'll that's about that. all the time we've got, guys. Uh Josh, Scott, is there anybody you want to give a shout out to? Oh, let's give a shout out to the rest of our uh, balls crew that uh, couldn't make it here tonight. So, uh, Marky, Greg, Obi, and uh, and Paul. Let's. I'll see you guys next weekend. I got to get one of these shirts, by the way. <clears throat> hey, I, 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 I talked to shirts. I. I talked to Scott. Some of your size. We'll hook it up. We got you. Sweet. And uh, also, hey, Josh, let's plug your business for you real quick, by the yeah, way. Definitely. Oh, thanks, guys. Man, yeah, I'm a, I'm a home inspector. My business is Priceless Inspections, located here in Utica. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, Absolutely. we'll we'll talk. We'll do some like some ad stuff for you too, just because I'm crazy and I don't mind yelling into a camera. So we'll we'll do some stuff. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah. Priceless Inspections commercial. That'll be fun. Oh yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Right. That'll be yeah, great. Definitely. Thank you. Absolutely. How about you, Scott? Hey, yeah. Uh, give a shout out to. Epic Imagery DJ Service. I'm uh, I'm a wedding DJ on the side. Are you really? Uh, so, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, All that's right. awesome. I'm doing. I'm gonna be DJing Josh's wedding next year. <laughs> Congratulations! Uh, Congratulations. So yeah, we got to get that out there, right? But oh, uh, yeah. shout outs, man. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting us, man. Because it just started out with a couple of idiots in two hundred three <laughs> screaming balls out, and it's become a thing, man. And and my wife is sick of hearing me talk about it. Uh, you're, you're talking about balls again, yeah, honey. Talking about <laughs> balls again. Sorry, but what else does <laughs> like, I have to talk about besides like, balls? All right. I right. mean, I mean, come on. So yeah, so shout out to everybody who's been supporting us, man. Yeah. And to the guy, to the guy who sits in this section next to us that says, "Who cares?" When we all balls out. Yeah. Mind your own business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get that on, guy balls, crunch. Yeah. Balls, are, balls are getting bigger. Kick. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. You guys need a theme song now, like big balls from ACDC. You know. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, that, you know, I, I hope somebody from the comments is listening to that one and plays that. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, Here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.